This is a slaying moment. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Slaying for Me. I hope all is well and you guys are good. I've been saying positive, safe, and sane in the past, but um, I'm just living in the, in the the space of good these days. Like, I hope you're just good, right? Because you know, being positive can be hard sometimes. Being sane can be hard. It's the beginning of the year, so we all kind of like in that positive mindset and that sane mindset. And I feel like over these past couple of years, we needed to be more positive and more sane. And safe because of the climate of the country. But now I feel like we all have figured out what our positivity looks like. We figured out what sanity looks like to us. And we figured out ways to be safe. It's like different maneuvers and things that have helped us be safe. So... I'm hoping that everybody is just good. You know, you're good. You're sitting in your goodness. You're sitting in yourself, your good self. And, um, you're accepting that. You're accepting that you're good now. Right. Um, so I'm gonna be honest with you guys. <laughs> I had just came back. I had just got in the house from the store. And as I was driving today, I realized that as I say that people are good, <laughs> we say, I realize that we still got a couple of people in the world who just have this entitlement that entitlement that things just revolve around them and no consideration for people around them. And I think that's my biggest pet peeve with humans. Like I know I can get in that mindset. I know that people around me, excuse me, and the people that I love can get in that mindset. But normally I am cognitive of the fact that I share the world, I share spaces, I share time, I share my energy, I share the world with other people. And I'm mindful of that. And I feel like it's so many people that are lost in the world that don't understand that they share the world with other people. Like, you know, I'm, you know, understanding that, you know, we all going to edge and flow together, like the traffic is going to go together. And we're all going to be walking the same place. So even if, I'm walking a little bit slower than you and you need to get somewhere saying, excuse me, hey, let me get between y'all. I just need to get to where I need to be instead of just brushing past someone, which is like indicating that what you got going on doesn't even matter about this person. You don't care if you hurt this person, harm this person or whatever. So, I mean, I, I just want us to be more considerate. Like I'm, I'm spreading that consideration um, you know, flag. I mean, I'm spreading that consideration news because I feel like we forget that some of us really forget the fact that we need to be considerate of other people. Like, I don't know if people like kind of tap out and then come back in and be like, I'm be considering this particular situation, but not other situations. Be considerate in totality of your whole life, like in total, be considerate, right? That's my little bit or whatever. But anyway, I hope that you guys um had a great week. I hope that all is good. We're going on. We are in the second week of the year. So, you know, it's still stuff that can pop off. Things can happen. It's some blessings that can still come your way. And it's so funny because I was looking at um the R&B Money 
podcast. They have like their, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but it's Tank and Jay Holiday. Jay Holiday is Tank the singer, um, manager and Tank and him. They do this podcast where they, they come, they invite their R&B friends, like people that are in R&B music from all ages or whatever. Um, and they invite them on the podcast to kind of like talk about their journey and how they got to becoming musicians and all of that and just their life journey in general. And, um, this particular week, I think it was this week or last week, but I watched the video today. Um, they spoke with, they interviewed PJ Morton. So PJ Morton is like, if you have not been introduced to his music you are totally missing out because he is a, like, he's a, a songwriting extraordinaire. He's a producer extraordinaire. He is a singer. His voice is amazing. It's very soulful. He's from New Orleans, but, um, he has a, um, a church background because his dad is a pastor, has a big church in New Orleans. Um, Pastor um, Morton, uh, in New Orleans. And he's been in the music industry a long time. Like he's been in the music industry from the interview that he said he's been in the music industry since he was in his early twenties, like at 2021. Right. So he's been doing it, been in the game for some time. He in his thirties. I think he is third, forties. He probably in his late thirties or early forties. But anyway, he's been around a long time and he's like touch and agreed with some really prolific people in the music industry and have done some phenomenal things and won Grammys and awards and stuff. And I was listening to his, uh, interview with them and they were like asking him all of these questions about how he made it into the music industry. But when, thing that stood out about this interview was him saying that he didn't you know he became well you don't know this but he became he was signed to young money and he was you know he left the label or whatever and then he was he's an indie artist he's still an independent artist to this day after that I think it was like he said 2005 he signed with young money or whatever but he couldn't figure out his voice as a musician because he was like, I just don't, you know, I'm writing all his songs. He's doing all of these amazing things, but he couldn't figure out his voice as a musician because he just didn't know who he was as a musician. And he spoke about how he journeyed back home. Like he was living in LA. He was living in Atlanta. He was living in LA for a little bit. And then he decided to go back, return back home to New Orleans. So he just wanted to return back home. Like sometimes you have that urge to return back home. I know what that feeling feels like. Like, dang, I want to be in a familiar space. After you have, excuse me, after you've been away for so long, sometimes you just need to be in a space that is familiar. Like, you know it, know it. Like, you might not be, you might go back and things have changed, but you, these are stumping grounds. These are streets and pavements that you have walked past. And you, you know, you learned who you, you, you were motivated in this space at one point before you decided to leave. So he spoke about how, you know, he didn't know himself as a musician. And when he went back home, he created the album that I, I allowed for him to be the solo artist that he is today. Got him like national notoriety was Gumbo, which is a great album. If you have not listened to it, if you if you have not even heard of PJ Morton, go listen to PJ Morton. He is such a refresher from I'm not saying that the R&B music that's out today is trash but he's such a a, a different 
avenue. He gives us like that kind of like um, home good music. And it's something that your parents used to listen to if your parents were like really into like Stevie Wonder and Al Green and all of these these um, trailblazers that kind of like led the um, paved the way for musicians today. He gives you that feeling. He gives you, he gives you um, music that makes you think about yourself and it makes you think about love and how you interact with love and all of that. It's just, he's just a phenomenal artist and I appreciate him and I love him. And I haven't had the opportunity to go see him live when I did have the opportunity to go see him live in 2019. I got sick with COVID. COVID ruined it. So I hope I get the opportunity to actually see him live again. But anyway, go listen to, Gumbo, go listen to his catalog in general. He has a bunch of music that I think fits every genre. Like he, um, I didn't know this. I know he um, worked with Maroon Five. He's he's their pianist. He is a part of their band, so you know he has a couple of songs and he does a couple of things with them, which I think is so cool. Like he's so diverse with, you know, he does R and B music, but he you know ventures out into other things. So go check him out. And so anyway, back to what I was saying, he went home and he made this album and he was like, I felt like I knew who I was. And I feel like sometimes we get into those spaces as people, as creatives and, you know, as um, people, individuals in general, but specifically creators and creatives, we get into that space because I know for me personally, when I left home many years ago and I went off to college and then you know, I decided to um, continue to pursue my career in other places. You know, you do, um, you know, your home base does fuel you. Like I did my first production in St. Louis, um, my first play production that I produced, that I wrote, that I produced and directed um, in St. Louis. It was like home base and everybody came out. It was one night show, whatever. And it was a great experience. I mean, it was my first production. So it was pretty small. It was very intimate. But I was like so motivated to do that. I had done other productions, like I had been a part of other productions, but this is mine. This is something that I created, right? So when I ventured out and I ended up going to grad school or whatever, and it was a great experience. I went into film and television. I got the opportunity to work for some really good companies. And I had a lot of, you know, built a lot of connects and was able to connect with some amazing people. And, uh, you know, and then I went to New York and then New York was a whole different world for me because I was able to produce not one, but a couple of shows uh, each time that year, the years that I was there, I was able to do some amazing things. And, um, you know, you kind of get to a point where you're like, OK, what is my voice? And I feel like I'm at that point right now, like as an artist, as a creative, like, what is my voice? What does it look like? What does it sound like? Who does it who is speaking at this point um because you know when you're young you're ambitious you you have no you have no limits like I was willing to like put all my money into this basket and he speaks about that um how he created his own tour and he had took all of the money that he had to create this tour or whatever so because he believed in his dream when you're young when you're young you just like nothing else matters I believe in the dream the dream is what it is but as you proceed in life and you know you add on other things like a husband you have kids you have you know you buy a house you have mortgage you have other things that you accumulate in your life as you go further 
you know, and it's not just you anymore. You have to start thinking a little more strategically about, okay, I have a voice. I know I, I, I want to use my voice, but what does it sound like now that I have all of these things? And it's so funny when you think about how much your voice changes over time when you are doing something like your goals change, of course. And and when I mean that, like I'm speaking from a creator's perspective, but I, you know, just a person that regularly wants to uh, succeed in their job and their career, you know, your goals begin to change as life begins to change for you. Right. And sometimes we don't allow for ourselves to like really modify or re-edit the goal or the vi- the the voice like we don't allow for the voice to have a different you know use different words or we don't allow for the goal to have a different direction right sometimes we're like so focused on man this was the goal that I had at first this was the goal that I had from the pavement when I was in the trap this is my goal <laughs> When I was hustling, this was the goal. This was the voice that I was using. This is my motivation. This is the voice. This is the voice that was speaking to me. And now that you have progressed in life and things have changed and you have modified some things, you get to a point where you're like, what does my, who, who, what does this voice sound like now? Am I really listening to the voice? Am I really hearing what the voice is saying? Am I really um looking at my goals from a perspective of just me? Or am I looking at my goals from a perspective or a larger perspective? Because it's so funny because me and my husband and I were both creators, but I recreate differently. Like I'm a visual, he's visual too, but I'm a visual creator. Like I do plays, productions, films, you know, commercial photography, books. It's, it's a vast, but I'm multimedia film, you know, multimedia, um, creator where he is more tangible. He's, um, you know, he has been a painter for multiple years. I've spoken about that. And he, um, has a, um, a, um, a, um, a creative house. I don't know why my words was losing me. He has a creative house where he does handbags. He does interior design. He does all of these great, amazing things that are more, you know, tangible in comparison to me. My stuff is tangible, but you know, you can put it anywhere. It takes time, the time and the energy and the um, process for both of our creator, our creative things and the things that we create. It takes time, but the time difference and how they're created and the steps and the process that go into those things are different, right? So we all have, we both have our individual goals. His, my goal is to make it to Broadway. His goal might be to, and one of his goals is to have a bag on a Met Gala, you know, at somebody wear his bag at the Met Gala. That's a great, big, grandioso goals, but they're different. They have, and so, when you have those personal goals, sometimes you, um, you have personal goals, but also you have to have goals as a family. So like, what does that look like for me, me wanting to be on Broadway? My goal is to do that. But what does that look, that goal look like for the family as well? Because if I'm on Broadway, then that means I'm spending endless amount of times at the theater doing this, this play. So the goal is the goal also to be, um, you know, do this play but also to be with my family you you know so your your goals and your voices start changing as you add additional things to your life so for me 
my number one um, thing that I've been working on with myself is to give myself a lot of grace because I realize I do not do that. I realize that I'm not a person that really focuses on self-grace. If that's even a word, I think that should be a word. Give yourself self-grace. Like, like give yourself the grace and the time period to like really filter through what you're experiencing because I am a person of action. I'm a person of execution. Y'all know that about me. I talk about it all day. But in this season in my life, I want to execute, but I have to be delicate with how I'm moving um, a lot of the times because I can't just move. I can't just, I have to think about it. I have to take things into consideration. And sometimes execution for me um, might be executing one part of the project and going further. So spoiler alert, I'm doing a book. I'm publishing a book and it's coming out very soon. And I hope I'm going to make an announcement about it soon, sooner than later. But anyway, I'm publishing a book and uh, the steps to publishing a book and going through a publishing a totally different channel it was like the longest process it was like a year and a half long process for me to get this book together like from me figuring out the cover and me figuring out what that looks like and me figuring out what the editing me and the editor going back and forth and then payment honey you got to pay for this so me figuring out the payment plan life happening in between me trying to pay for this book um you know it was a lot of things that took place. It was like a longer process. And I remember getting so upset because I was supposed to launch it last year. And I was so upset. I was like, why can't I just launch this book? Like, I really want my book to be launching. It just seemed like life would happen financially for for me. And I couldn't like, I have to postpone the book. And I was just like, man, like, I really want to put this book out. I really want to do this. I think it's going to be a game changer. I want to, you know, and the universe, and I'm going to say the universe and God, um, I'm using the universe, but I say God, but God was just like, sis, wait, wait, you have to wait. It's a time and a place for everything. And me understanding, sorry about that. Me understanding that, um, me understanding that I have to give myself grace in a lot of situations was hard. First of all, my patience ain't that good, y'all. Y'all already know that about your girl. And, but I was so hard on myself because I was like, man, I haven't produced anything in a long time. It's been a while since I even put anything uh, out, like any content out um, for, you know, my company, Love is Enough Productions. I haven't even produced anything. It's been, it's been two years really since I've, um, uh, since I've actually put any any content like any anything out like I, I've done like small projects like I've collaborated with my husband and did some photography stuff which was pretty good I enjoyed it it's always um a great thing for me to collaborate with him we we do such a great job together and we create such magic when we do get together and when we co- collaborate so I enjoy that he always taps into a part of me that I'm like Honestly, when it comes to photography, photography for me personally, is just like, it's like a hobby. Like I enjoy taking pictures. I enjoy taking pictures because I enjoy, um, just capturing moments. Like 
I don't have to do it for payment. I feel like doing it for payment for me is stressful as hell. Like I got to be cognitive of how you want this to be edited. It's too much. But when I'm taking photos and I'm I'm in a creative space and I'm able to like do it creatively and not have it like I have people have expectations, but isn't the expectations is not like super high because I don't have to do it all the time. I could choose to do it and to not do it. So, you know, I enjoy taking photos because I enjoy taking photos. But um, to do so when I get into that space and I want to do it and I um, find time to do it. I enjoy it. It taps into like, dang, I have my visual eye and it allows for me because I don't get behind the camera quite often. And that's because I don't like to be behind the camera often. But when I do get the opportunity to use my eyes to look through the camera lens and see different perspectives, it opens up how I write. It opens up how I see scenes, how I set myself up, how to see things visually. You know, it's all different aspects of my life that I'm creative and, um, you know, to see it through a camera lens in an in-depth way and to be able to capture something is so amazing. So when I tap into that part of myself, I, I allow for myself to kind of like fall in. I love it. Um, but I ain't doing it all the time, chair. So, uh, you know, I had the opportunity to collaborate with my husband. He launched his, his, um, brunch bag and I, I was able to be a part of that. And that was a fun shoot. It was so amazing, right? I had the best time. But after that, I was just like, nothing happened. I was just like, what is happening after this, friend? And I was like, this book is going to be the next thing. The book is the next thing. And the book was not the next thing, child. <laughs> it is not. It was not the next thing. Like, I was like, this is the next thing. I'm doing that next. I'm doing that next. And it was not. It was not. And I was just like so disappointed. I was like, why can't I execute this thing? Why can't I get this executed? And um, I realized that. I didn't, I don't give myself enough grace. I don't give myself enough time and space to breathe. I don't allow, I don't hear that voice of, you know, not only just patient voice, but that voice of Alexis. It's okay if you just are in the process of idea. It's okay if you're in the process of, you know, I don't know what I'm doing right now. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I, or I can be like, I worked for this whole year, for this whole past year, I did um another bomb that I'm dropping. Last year, I was working on um a television series script that I've been working on. Like literally, this script has morphed over, man, I want to say 10 years. I started writing my first television series when I was in a senior in college, 2011. Is that 10 years, child? 11 years. Is it 11 years? I don't know, child. But anyway, it's 2023s. 13? Is it 13? 11, 10? I don't know. My mouth, my math is all off. But anyway, it's been almost a decade. And I started it when I was a senior in college. I was um studying at um shout out to Columbia College of Chicago. I was taking a television class there. And um and I studied with them for I think it was like a whole year. I did like a um uh, um, they do like a, um, a switch, like a, um, like a campus switch program where you can like go visit another campus and study with them or whatever. So I did their program or whatever. And it was such a great experience. I loved 
living in Chicago. I loved going to the school. The school was so insightful for me because it taught me how to network. Chicago taught me how to get my networking skills. Columbia College of Chicago actually shot because it's an art school. It's like fully arts. They teach you how to connect and all that type of stuff. And it's stuff from some amazing people that have come out of that, um, that college. But I had the opportunity to attend and I was studying television and, uh, I was writing a script. And I wanted to, I was like, man, I'm going to write for TV. I had gone from theater, writing for theater, like doing plays to strictly at transition. I was like, I want to do TV now. So I was writing this script and I had been writing this script for a long time. The story was great, but it was like, it was my first television script. So I didn't know the format and stuff like that. So when I was learning the format, it was just some things that was missing. I, I made multiple versions of the script or whatever. And then uh, from that script that I was writing, it morphed into me turning the script into a play. And that's how my play, I'm a Different Kind of Woman, came about. And my annual play that I, 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 I did every year up until the pandemic. Had. <laughs> so I hope to bring it back. But anyway, so... um. I worked on a script. I was working on a script off and on for like a couple of years or whatever. So I kept, you know, as a writer, when you do something amazing or something that you're working on, you always refer back to it. You always go back to your first love. So technically that was my first television script and I love, and I, I pull pieces. I've done like short films that I pull pieces from scenes in that, that script. So long story short, I came back to the script 2020 so in 2020 we all was at home I was looking over like old content or whatever and I was like man I really want to go back to this script so I was reading over the script and I started like doing a couple of rewrites 2020 happened it was a lot of stuff like in 2020 I had so many things planned right that um I, I, you know, I had to pivot. Everybody had to pivot. I still did a lot of my productions. I did a lot. I had to cancel my production, but I did like the other events that I wanted to do. And I was able to like, I, my creative juice was still flowing by 2021. Child, the juice had was dried up. It was at the bottom of the cup sitting on the table. Okay. You couldn't even put no water in there to revive the juice that was at the bottom. But anyway, so I was just like in a dry place and then um 2022 same thing I was in a creative space like I was touching things and things were slowly but surely coming along but I wasn't really making nothing and I felt like incompetent I was like what the hell am I here for God if you gave me these visions to do these amazing things and I ain't doing nothing like what's happening and then, but in the midst of that, I wasn't giving myself grace because I was doing something. It just wasn't something that was going to be executed immediately. Right. So, um, you know, learning process, my husband is all about process. Like enjoy the process. Enjoy. I was like, look, I want to enjoy the process to get it over with and do what I got to do and move on to the next thing. One thing that I also um, accepted about myself is that I'm addicted to newness. I like new. I like to do something new. I like to be in the new, okay? If I'm not moving to the new and I got to be in the old, I'd be looking like, why are we here? Why is we here? <laughs> so, you know, um, learning that about yourself, learning that about yourself as an artist, like, you know, that voice, you know, you hold on. Sometimes you hold on to those 
those voices from when you were in your hustle and your grind because they make you feel comfortable. But you also can be addicted to the voice of newness. Like that voice is like, be new. We always are on the move, right? That voice can be your motivator, but it can be a motivator in a way that is not allowing for you to like kind of take all that is coming while you're moving, right? So anyway, um, decided to go back to the script. <laughs> and 2022, I went back to the script. I went back to the script and I would touch it every, like I would, I challenged myself. I was like, I'm gonna write a scene every week. I'm gonna, you know, rewrite a scene. I'm gonna do a layout. I'm gonna do all of this stuff. So 2022, I challenged myself. I was gonna write this scene. And then by the time that I knew it, well, no, that's a lot. It was 2021. And then I proceeded to do the same thing in 2022. By the time I realized it, I had a full pilot script that I had been working to do for almost a decade, but I couldn't figure out what the voice was. I couldn't figure out these characters, like the characters that I had, they hadn't matured. They ain't been through no nothing. I, 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 you know, I hadn't matured as a writer specifically. So, you know, I had to morph through life. Like that's why it took me so long. So the script, when I was able to like get into my groove and write the scenes and develop these characters and all of that great stuff, I knew who I was. I had an idea of who I was and what voice I wanted to portray through the script and what stories I wanted to tell. And I was like, man, so, you know, I got to the point where I'm like, oh, I got it. It's, it's here. The, the, the voices are being spoken. And, I, you know, I know what I want to say and I know what I want to do. And I know what my purpose is, what I what my, pur- I want the purpose of this series to be about. And the opportunity came where I was able to submit my script to a competition that was looking for people of color to tell stories from the black diaspora and give women of color the opportunity to expand themselves in the um, television industry. And I was nervous. I was like, man, I ain't going to be, sad. this is like my, my first, this is my first script. This is my baby. I can't be giving it out to people. And what if they don't like it? Whatever that, you know, like all of that stuff, like I'm an executor. They going to have to like this. Cause I didn't put my heart, my, my bliss with the tears in this. Right. <laughs> and, uh, I was having a conversation with my brother about it. He was like, this, just because you do this doesn't mean that this um, is the last thing that you do. Or this is the script. Maybe this is the project that you're supposed to do because you need to get the, you need to get that out. You need to get that energy out. Maybe this was a stepping stone that's like, you can do this again, right? And I was like, nah, bro, I didn't spend too much time. It's been almost a decade. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't spend a lot of time with these characters. They gonna have to like these characters. This one got the pop. <laughs> so talking to myself, I was like, I'm not giving myself no grace, no grace because you know, it is a process and everything is not going to be like perfect. And it's not going to be the bomb.com and all of that type of stuff. And, you know, I wasn't giving myself the grace of saying, dang, I can fit, you know, this cannot, this can fall through and, you know, I will be okay. It's okay to not everything to not pop because, you know, you listen to that voice of like, we got the pop. We always pop. 
Like that's my voice inside my head. I don't know about anybody else. Like I, I believe I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, but I believe that I can do anything. Anything is possible for me. I don't live in the mindset of the impossible. And sometimes that's dangerous. Like that's dangerous territory to stand on. Like everything is possible. Like, so you don't think nothing is impossible. No, I know that it is, but I do not stand on that ground. Like I just be like, I know that impossible grounds is over there, but I ain't walking over there. And I'm not going to, I'm going to act like it don't fucking exist until I got to go over there. <laughs> until they say it's impossible. And then the ground shift and it's like, you're in impossible. You are on impossible ground. Like until I have to walk over there or until the ground shift, impossible don't mean nothing to me. Okay. That is a song. Impossible. You know, that song from, um, why I just mess up that song like that. And that's the song that's on my spirit all the time. Um, Whitney Houston, praise the Lord. The Lord rest her in peace. But yes, that's the only impossible that I'm going to say out loud, yeah. So um, I ended up submitting the script. And I mean, when I tell y'all, it was hard, child. It was hard because I was giving a piece of, I felt like I was giving a piece of my heart, a piece of my fingers, a piece of my brain away to these people. And I had like, I had to have a breakup. Like, I literally, and I don't know if you've ever experienced this, like, when I mean that my work is a part of me, I'll give so much to what I do, because I just believe that my purpose is, um, you know, my art and my artistry and my creativity is bigger than me, it's going to impact someone. So whatever I do, whatever I put out into the world, and I know I'm sound like I'm getting emotional, because I am. Whatever I put out into the world, whatever I give to the world, I give myself in that because I will want somebody to do the same thing for me because I will want them to give their the, a part of themselves to what they're doing. I'm not just selling. I'm not selling, just selling a show. I'm selling um life. I'm selling, ex, you know, people learning and growing and expanding and everything. Like even with this podcast slaying for me. I tell y'all my business, not because, you know, I want y'all to know my business or whatever. I say what I say because, and I share my experience and I share my perspective because there are, you guys are out there. Some of you are in need of this information and I'm giving myself because I want you to be better. I believe that the world can be better if people give a part of themselves to what they putting out there, if they put their heart in it, they put their skin in the game and let people know like, dang, I really am doing this because I want you to be the best version of yourself. So for me, I had to have a breakup with my script because I was connected. I'm connected to the characters. I'm connected to the story. And I know the power in which it possessed and the stories that I was bringing to the, I'm bringing to the forefront um, how powerful they are, especially for people of color, like the narrative and the, and the different perspectives I'm, I was, inter- I'm introducing in the script, um, are so powerful and voices that need to be spoken and need to be said out loud and need to be portrayed on TV. That's powerful to me that I take that serious. Like, I feel like in the art industry, we have so much power, um, and we have so much influence on people that people kind of like, some people take that for granted. I don't take that for granted. I know that that is a worship 
to give your perspective and portray the world in a different way and for people to see it from all over the world or hear it or receive the music or see the vision that, you know, in the business that you created, you know, I know that that is a form of worship for God because he gave it to you. He gave you the vision. He gave you the goal. He gave you the opportunity to be in the places that you are. It's a worship to be able to do that. So, you know, and how it impacts other people. So I had to break up with my script. I had to really like release it um, and say, God is, you know, it's up to you. It's now I worship through the writing. Now it's up to you. Now it's on you, not up to you. Now you have the rest, you know, and um, that was a big deal for me, like the biggest deal for me, because when I'm so sensitive about my shit, every artist, every, every human, we say that as artists, but every human is sensitive about that shit. But for me, I was sensitive because I never thought that people will actually love my writing. Like I never thought that that will be my avenue to reach people because I just never thought that that will be my avenue. Like for seeing that about myself coming from a person that had like a, um, a mental disability in school where writing wasn't my strongest suit. I never thought that that would be my thing. Like I never thought that that would be my thing that would, you know, touch people or inspire people or motivate people. I never thought, and you know, I still struggle. Like I still be like, Oh my God, I got typos, (laughs) but I give myself a lot more grace because I'm like, I'm not the only person in the world that got typos. I'm not the only person. I realize that there's a lot of people that can't spell. And there's a lot of people that don't know how to use comments. People that still use run on sentences. So I'm not the only one, you know, but, um, when you label yourself something or you label you put yourself in a category for something you have to be I feel like you should always be um working to be the best and I always want to be the best version of myself the best version of a writer for me um not nobody else because everybody writing styles is different but you know to get the basics down how you got to know how to spell some words child and the sentences got to make sense (laughs) so that's the basics but no I had to like really detach myself from my script and tell myself, you know, you know, give yourself grace. If this don't work, if they don't accept this, that don't mean that the script is still not good. I can still produce my own script. You know, I I get it done, honey. It will get done. It might not. And then I think for me, knowing the skin in the game, that was one thing that um they said on a podcast, knowing that it might take a decade for me to put the script out. I'm hoping that it don't take that long. I'm hoping I could do three years, <laughs> but also accepting that if God said 10, God said 10, we got to go, we going to be, be 10 in the game. But you know, um, just the opera, giving myself that grace of saying, dang, you know, I don't need to be at it. You know, I want this execution, but I don't need it. I don't need to do that. Like, I don't need to do that because the, the goal in the, in the, the, the message will still be portrayed wherever God decides to place it, you know? Um, and just knowing yourself, knowing yourself is so important when you're, when you're doing anything. Know, know what 
you want to accomplish. Know what you want people, if it's going to be the people getting out of what you want to get out of it. Know yourself. Know who you are. Know what you stand for. Know what you um represent know what brings you joy brings you peace you know sometimes when we are chasing our goals we forget about our joy and our peace we're so focused on I got to get to this place I got to make this certain amount of money that we lose all of the things that gave us the ambition the things that brought the passion that came behind us chasing our goal the the comfort I remember saying I was like Somebody asked me a question. Um, it was years ago, and I always bring this question back up. I probably said it on the podcast a couple times, but you know, um, what is the job that you can do? You would do even if you're not getting paid for it. Creating? Oh my god! If I can do that, and somebody could take care of my house, and I can be able to do get some food, whatever, whatever, and be able to you know maneuver through life and have all my bills, I will do my. I will create all day long without being paid. Because it brings me so much joy. It brings me so much joy. It connects me so much to everything around me when I'm creating. I feel like I'm in my raw, I'm most vulnerable when I'm able to create. Create freely. I'm allowed to like really allow for myself to go through the motion of what creating looks like. Like when I'm in that space, I'm free. I'm so overjoyed. So I can do that all day without being paid. I can do that for years and I get paid as long as everything else is taken care of financially. But, um, you know, when you get into those moments where you're like, the moment that I am in now, where I'm like, dang, you know, I haven't done it. What am I doing? Or where am I going? And what is the purpose for everything? And, I'm in this place and I don't want to be in this place anymore. And I got these goals, but I, I don't know where they're, how we going to take care of this and where it's going to go and how I'm going to get this done and all that type of stuff. Sometimes we have to redefine and reconnect with that voice, the new voice that's talking to us, because most of the time we don't know who we are in that moment. That's why we're trying to figure out like why, 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 why everything is a why question. Good question to ask, but then you have to sit and be like, okay, well, why am I feeling like this? What can be, what caused me to get to this mindset? And why do I want to be, be in these spaces in this, in a space and time? And why do I want to produce this? How can I do that? You know, you start asking, you know, the who, what, when, and why, you know, you start asking yourself these in-depth questions and then you be like, dang, you know, I haven't said a thought about that. And I don't know where I want to go with that. And maybe that one is not the thing that I need to be focusing my energy on. And I thought I did, but it's not the project I need to be focusing on. Or it's not the goal that is um dire at this time. Like maybe I need to focus on a different goal that I got on the list. I um have mentioned in the last episode about how I'm doing an affirmation prayer list instead of a vision board. And um, at the time that I had spoke to y'all, I didn't write it. I was just speaking out loud about what I was going to put on my vision board and um, my affirmation list, um, prayer affirmation list. And the other, I think it was last week, I wrote the list out, my prayer affirmation list. It's pretty long. It's like three pages. And um, 
it was so powerful me even going through and asking God what I want him to help me with in the next year. Like specific. I was I was being so specific with my prayer. Like I wanted to be like I would get like I remember I wrote one line and it was like long as hell. It was like so detailed. It was like general, but it was like a bunch of words but not saying nothing. And then I was like, God help me, blah 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 blah. You know, I got, I started specifying what I wanted because I started like really doing a self evaluation of, of who I was in that moment at that time and what I really, 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 really needed to get through the rest of this year. Like it was some, th- it's some things that I know from January 1st or from what I experienced last year that has muddled over into this year. Um, I'm going to need your help to help me Lord get you know help me to work on this thing you know or help me to modify this thing or remind me to do this thing God you know so I was really intentional with that list and very specific with what I was requesting of God what I was asking of him or what I was um connecting with him on like I really was like in tune with that right and I think I'm so excited. I don't think that I know I'm so excited for what is to come from this list and what's the things that I ask God and how many times I'm going to repeat it to myself to get myself in a place where I am giving myself the grace that I need and the things that we both want to accomplish, you know, speaking them into the universe and speaking them with, um, with confidence like I felt like that was one thing that I lacked last year I didn't speak with confidence I didn't I didn't walk in my Lexus my Lexus uh confidence shoes my my confidence shoes had some holes in it I wasn't walking in my stern cute confidence shoes my confidence shoes was raggedy they was toe down I'm walking in this year and I am unstoppable in my confidence I'm gonna say I'm gonna speak because all of the years prior in my life, I've spoken with so much confidence, you know, into the universe, what I wanted. I'm, I spoke it. I put it out there. I threw it out there. I was like, look, it's going to happen. And people be like, no, nah, it's not going to happen. Girl, trust. It's going to happen. That kind of like confidence, man, I'm getting that back. I'm, I'm walking on that one. Okay. So, you know, my prayer affirmation list is going to get me to that point. It's going to have me saying, giving myself grace and walking confidently in what I say, what I put out into the world and what I pray about, what I, what I speak to others. Um, I think that is so powerful that we speak not only speak, but we, we move, we move in the, in the words in which we speak into the universe. Like I'm moving based off, I said it's going to happen, but I'm going to move like it's going to happen too, you know, and give myself grace on the way just in case I fall trip. I'm going to get back up and be like, dang, yeah, I fell. I might need to bounce back. Get, instead of being mad with myself and saying, dang, I should have did that at that time. And it's like, no, I'm going to give myself grace and keep pushing. I'm still be going. One thing that I've experienced about myself <laughs> is that my, um, I have a short, my patience is so bad, y'all. But I know, I know that about myself, but my patience is so bad with people sometimes. Like, I feel like sometimes people just are, they just be doing their own thing and it be bothering me. And I have to really 
wheel my stuff, especially staying in Philadelphia. I'm gonna be honest with you. The people here is rude as hell. And the rudeness don't even have to be rude. They they can be nice if they want to, but they choose not to. Now I'm not gonna say everybody, but majority, okay, are rude. They rude drivers, they rude walkers, they rude speakers, they rude just rude. Everybody can be rude. It's one of the rudest states. And I don't know how I even got here. Cause I don't like rudeness. I think that rudeness is just a form of incompetence personally. But I understand that there are people that go through things and I have to figure out how to give them grace. Sorry about that. Excuse me. How to give them grace in the midst of, you know, because people be going through stuff and I understand that. And I understand you going through something, but that doesn't give you the experience. That doesn't mean that you should be rude. Tabitha Brown, if you have not listened to her, she said something so funny today when I was listening to um her uh, um Tia Quick Fix. Shout out to Tia. She said, if you're not having a good day, don't go out ruining people other, other people's day. That's what I mean about the rude people. If you having a bad day and you ain't you ain't feeling this today, don't try to ruin my day because you not having a good day today that's not cool so if you're not having a good day today and you know you're about to ruin other people's day take yourself inside and be in your house until you and if you can't do that then you need to figure out a way to give yourself grace in this moment and allow for yourself to know that i'm gonna be interacting with other people so i need to put on a face find your face find your face <laughs> so <laughs> But anyway, like I was saying, I'm, you know, just learning how to give yourself grace and knowing who you are. And when I feel like when you tap into who the the person that you are, understanding that person, you um, begin to figure out what what those voices are saying to you and what your new goals are and all that type of stuff. I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. It was such a great experience to be able to talk to you guys. I wanted to share that moment and what I received from the um, interview with PJ Morton. Like I said, go check him out if you haven't. He's available on all platforms, chat and his music. And then you can watch, you can listen to RB Money. RB Money is good. Tank and um, Jay Holiday, they be bringing on some really, really great artists. And I, it's so inspiring. I love listening to other artists and other podcasts. So, you know, that's one that I also watch. I watch those. Um, I want you guys to go ahead and I will be talking about the book coming up here soon and I will have some other announcements. So I want you guys to, um, tune in. Also, don't forget to follow us on um, Spotify, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts. <sighs> Child, I always get this list so wrong. Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and com. And don't forget to follow me, your host, Alexis A. McCoy, and Alana Fuss, A-L-O-N-A-F-U-S-S, um, on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Okay. And don't forget that slang for you is the best lifestyle to live. All right. Have a good week. Talk to you soon. Bye.